This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to this week's episode of Loving Animals, the podcast where each and every week we discuss everything related to our furry friends, from our efforts to protect and help abused and neglected animals to that special, powerful bond between humans and animals and so much more. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Ganser, the president and CEO of American Humane. On this week's episode, we'll hear from Beth Stern, an actress, author, model, and passionate animal lover. Beth shares a spirited message against puppy mills, talks about our current shelter crisis, and describes her incredible relationship with her many foster animals. In fact, she's rescued and fostered 600 foster cats over the last four years. Beth is such a special heart for our world's creatures, and we love that she's sharing her passion with our listeners. Tune in after this quick break to hear from our great friend, Beth Stern. Hey, cat people, litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to this episode of Loving Animals with my incredible friend and inspiration, Beth Stern. Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Robin, you know I love you, and any chance to talk to you is a, a great day for me. Oh, you are so sweet. Well, you have been just an inspiration to me because of all the work you do for animals, and not just with American Humane, but North Shore Animal League and so many other organizations, and importantly, your incredible work with Hallmark on their pet project with the Kitten Bowl and the Hero Dog Awards and so much other in terms of fun projects, all all with the message about rescuing and saving animals. And I know that's near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I just love Hallmark for just opening their programming to, you know, emphasis on rescue and all the animals that are in shelters. And every time we have one of our specials, whether it be the Kitten Bowl, Postar Classic, we had this Kitten Summer Games last year to coincide with the Olympics. We just did the basketball during Meow Madness, during March Madness. Even though I work with 100 cats and kittens that day, they all get adopted. But we it coincides with parties that we have with all of our partner shelters all across the United States when these programs are being shown. So in, as a result, thousands of animals are getting adopted. And even just for a child to watch how cute the kittens are rolling around, playing football, it makes them think, wow, I can go to a shelter and have a kitten just like that that's just as cute, just as playful. And as a result, again, because of Hallmark's initiative, we are getting so many animals adopted. And really, that's what this is all about. 
I love that. And I also love Hallmark for for really stepping out as the network on television, really devoting so much time and energy to telling the animal story. I was just watching Hallmark this past weekend, and every other one of their movies had an animal and a rescue theme. And I thought, I know, isn't that amazing? They truly are what they say they are, and Hallmark Channel is the heart of TV. And I believe it, and there's never been a tagline more appropriate for a network. Oh. So true, because they do live it, and and the staff at Hallmark live that mission as well, as you know. It's just incredible with the leadership of Bill Abbott, our good friend. and amazing. Amazing man, an American Humane board member as well. We're honored to have him engage with our mission at American Humane, and certainly for all the opportunities he does to make a better life for animals all over the country and really around the world. Let's go into that kitten bowl one more time in case people have not heard it about it or seen it. Tell us about the kitten bowl and what happens with those great kittens. <laughs> it's so fun. It's during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, mm-hmm. and we start at noon and we re-air the program that we pre-taped. So it's about two and a half hours, constant stream of kittens playing football. And there really are four teams. It's the gray team, gray kitties versus the tabbies, and then the black and then the orange ones. And of course, I'm always rooting for the black ones because they're always the underdogs at the shelters. Right. And we also showcase adult cats that are on the sidelines or the coaching of the teams. We had Coach Belichuk, Kitten, (laughs) Kitty, he was an adult one, and it's so great because we're able to showcase the adult cats in the shelters as well. Mm -hmm. And really, it's a series of four games, and Mm -hmm. they compete, and there there is an actual point system, (laughs) and there are points for cuteness, so Mm -hmm. um, the cuteness does count. (laughs) And really, then there's the championship game, and we have Mary Carrillo and John Sterling, who's the voice of the Yankees. We have a lot of star power. I get to interview a lot of celebrities during Mm -hmm. some breaks. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun. It really is. And it's we had our fifth one this year. So wow. we're going strong, and it doesn't seem like it's going to end anytime soon, which, of course, I love that because it's, again, all about finding homes for all of the, the cat leads, we call them. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I think it's great on the Super Bowl day to share something about the messaging around animals. It's so important, and what a great time to do that. And I love that it's about kittens and cats. Talk to us a little bit about what you know and I know is a crisis in shelters this time of year for kittens and cats. It's horrible. Well, we call this time of year, it actually started a little early this year, kitten season. Mm -hmm. And it's the warm weather, which escalates female cats' heat cycle. So they're prone to getting impregnated so much more often and quickly this time of year. So as a result, the the cats that aren't spayed and neutered, the female cats are giving birth and they can give birth. A female cat can get pregnant when they're still a kitten, when they're like five, six months old, which is Mm -hmm. so tragic and sad. I have a teenage mom right now in our foster room who just gave birth and she's under a year old. I call her my teenage mom. (laughs) But yeah, so all over, especially where I am in the New York area, New York, Long Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, I'm getting calls and messages and through my social media, through North Shore Animal League, uh, people finding litters of kittens outside. So I'm trying my best. I mean, I'm not really making a dent, but I'm saving the lives of the ones I'm able to, that's for sure. But it really, it's become a crisis. And if there's any message, it's to spay and neuter your cat. I don't believe in letting my felines outside. I like the comfort and safety of my cats being indoors. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people disagree with that. 
So if you're going to let your cat outside, please spay or neuter your cat so we can try to control what's happening. It really is a shame because so many shelters that aren't like North Shore Animal League America, who are the largest no-kill shelter in the world, a lot of the municipal shelters have no other choice but to euthanize when there's no space for the thousands of cats and kittens that are coming through their doors. And it breaks my heart that there are these little lives that have to end without even beginning, when it's just not fair, when humans really are in control and we can spay and neuter our pets. So really, that's the message. And it's a really busy time of year for me. My foster room is filled to capacity. I wish I had more room in my house. My husband is such a saint. He's allowing every spare bedroom and every spare bathroom for all the cats and kittens that come through. But really, I just want everybody out there to maybe make sure that you spay and neuter your pets. And it doesn't even just go for cats and kittens, also your dogs, you know, any pet that you may have. Right. It's our responsibility as the human in this relationship with our animals is to make sure that we, I think, protect them. And and you have to protect them. And and you're protecting them by making sure there's no unwanted animals. And spay and neutering has always been the answer and the solution. But certainly not enough has been done because we see what happens in kitten season. And you and I both know that it can be a death sentence for a cat to go into a shelter. Dogs have a much better chance of being adopted. Cats, it's just not good. and I really and, that, and people say to me, "Oh, you're you're a cat person." I'm really not. I am a, a dog person. I am a cat person. I'm an all animal person. I work with wildlife rescue. I love all animals. Mm-hmm. And when our dog passed away, my husband and I looked at each other because I volunteer at North Shore Animal League on a regular basis. And every time I go in there, it's just filled with so many cats and kittens. And I remember after the passing of Bianca, our dog, I turned to my husband and I said, "You know what? Let's make cats cool. Let's." Sh- really show the world how much we enjoy our resident cats. We have six resident cats mm-hmm. and how much we love them. And let's let's really open people's eyes and maybe we'll get a few more adopted at the shelters. And over the past, I guess it's all three years now, we've mm-hmm. really been focusing on cats and kittens, special needs cats, a lot of elderly cats. I feel so bad when owners pass away and they leave behind their 14-year-old cat. It's heartbreaking. So I have one of those. I actually have a 20-year-old cat who's owner had to go into a nursing home. So I have her right now that I'm fostering and really try to bring awareness to how great cats are. And and my husband, I'm so lucky and he's so kind and he speaks about it regularly on his radio show. And I just love when people reach out to me and they say, Beth, heard your husband Howard talking about your blind cat, Bella. We went to our local shelter and there was a blind cat there and we decided to give her a shot. And so I really have to thank my husband because he's been such a powerful voice along with me and we're trying you know that's all we can do is is try our best as you know oh my goodness and such inspiration you both are for for leading this and being these voices that are so needed plus you both have a platform that if you can influence one heart and one mind to change you know if that can become and grow and grow and become an exponential flood of relief for these animals it's going to be amazing just amazing. So thank well, we you. We try. We try, Robin, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Every day is a battle, but uh, but we know we have to do it. It's our purpose. Yeah. So tell me about the kittens you have right now. I just... Uh, oh, my goodness. I, do I love I have them. a fun foster room. <laughs> uh-huh. Tell me. 
Just the other day, somebody contacted me and they said, oh, I live near it in this neighborhood and there's a drain pipe and a mother cat just gave birth to five kittens in that drain pipe and they oh. come out at night and the, and the woman said that she was feeding them. And so I had another rescue friend of mine go over with a drop trap and rescue the five kittens. We was able to rescue the mother as well. So she was truly feral. And as you know, truly feral means that a cat that's born outside never really felt the human touch, it's past the point where they can be domesticated and actually be a pet in living inside. So what we do is we spay and neuter, or neuter if it's male, the cat, and then release it to a safe colony where we find it, usually where we find him or her. So we grabbed the five kittens. We took them immediately to North Shore Animal League. They were fully vetted, super healthy. We vaccinated them, gave them baths. So they are now running around my foster room. Mm -hmm. They're adorable. We named them after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's my husband's job. He names them all. (laughs) And then we have Polly. She's by herself. She fell off a roof in Brooklyn, and her whole face was smashed, and her eyes were just a mess. And I've been nurturing her and giving her daily meds for about two weeks now, and she's thriving. She's doing so great. So my little Polly is going to be ready in a couple weeks for her forever family. And then I have Porkchop. It's a little boy who just had surgery. He was recovering from North Shore, so I decided to bring him home. Porkchop and Polly. I'm thinking I might even put them together because it would be a cute double adoption, I think. Absolutely. Adorable. And then I have the 20-year-old whose owner just went into a nursing home and her final wish, or the woman is really not doing well, and she said to North Shore Animal, like, I really want you to take care of my cat. So I didn't want her to go into a shelter. A 20-year-old cat going into a shelter environment just doesn't sit well with me. So Mm -mm. she's living it up in one of our spare bedrooms. And because I've showcased her and because my husband has spoken about her on his radio show, I had over a dozen applications for Emma, which is so incredible. And I picked the perfect family, so I'm going to be delivering her next weekend. And then last but not least, I have two, which I call my teenagers. Oh, I have a mama cat as well and her (laughs) one nursing baby. And then I have my teenagers and what I call teenagers. They're less than a year old, Mm -hmm. but they're fully grown. Mm -hmm. So what's so sad in the shelters, people, of course, just want to go and pick a kitten because they're so dang cute. Mm -hmm. But really, these are kittens. They are definitely kittens. And they just grew. And the kittens grow so quickly. So people just have to realize when they're getting a kitten, they're just going to have a few weeks of that little kittenhood because they grow. That's right. And I have these wonderful girls, Zanny and Lizzie, and they're going to go home as a double adoption. They were sisters, litter mates. They need to stay together. And again, I've showcased them on my Instagram and I have a home lined up for them too so it's it's a formula that's working and I'm just not going to stop anytime soon yay we are all cheering for you Beth what you're doing is amazing absolutely amazing it's a lot of work Robin I know my back was hurting this morning and I was like why do I have a back pain (laughs) and I realized that half of my day is leaning over cleaning out litter boxes (laughs) (laughs) oh I can relate so much to that oh my goodness I just love it though oh my I love the story of Emma. I mean, a senior kitty. She's pretty special. She's pretty special. I love her. The adult ones always just touch my heart. Mm -hmm. People ask me every day, is it hard for you to say goodbye? Mm -hmm. You nurture these animals. They're with you in your home. And Mm -hmm. then you, I personally deliver them to the families so I can see where I can think of them in their new environment and know that it's a clean, wonderful place for them before I drive away. But 
the answer is it's hard every single time I say goodbye, but it's the adult ones that just tug a little bit harder at my heartstrings, and I find myself crying hysterically when I have to say goodbye to them. But mm-hmm. it's so beautiful as well as with social media, a lot of times the families create accounts or Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts for their adopted pet from me, and I'm able to follow them through their lives, which is so rewarding and wonderful for me to watch. Oh, I think that's just beautiful. Well, Beth, we are at a point in our podcast today where we're going to have to take a brief commercial break, and I'd love to come back and switch gears from felines to canines and talk about your involvement in the Hero Dog Awards in Hollywood. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, friends, we'll be right back after this brief commercial break. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Liquor Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Liquor Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Welcome back to Loving Animals, and today we're featuring the beautiful Beth Stern. And we've just enjoyed so many stories about Emma and Porkchop and Polly and all these incredible kitties that are really given an opportunity to have a forever loving home because of Beth's incredible rescue work. Beth, we're going to switch to canines now, and we've had the pleasure of having you as our host for American Humane's Hero Dog Awards. And we love having you. It is the highlight of my year when I touch down in Los Angeles and I get to spend a few days with those contestants, and I mean not the handlers or the owners, but the actual dogs themselves. I get right down on the ground with every one of them. I start kissing them, and I just thank them for their service and how wonderful they are. And Robin, thank you for having me every year. It really is so wonderful. What a what the it's just the best. I can't even. I'm exploding with joy thinking I get to do it again. September. Oh, well, thank you. Well, Beth, we love having you, and we love having you because we know how much you love these animals, and it just shows shows through everything that you do as our host for this show. And for listeners who've never heard of the Hero Dog Awards, it is the Oscars for Canines, and we host it every year in Beverly Hills. These are dogs that are nominated from hometowns across our great country. Hometowns vote and cheer for their dogs and working group categories, so we have favorite arson dog, therapy dog, service dog, law enforcement dog. We have, of course, um, emerging hero dog. Just so many incredible categories of dogs. And again, what I love, it's just like the American Idol. You get to vote for your favorite, and then America chooses the top dog. And every year we bring those finalists to Hollywood, and we get to celebrate them with the Oscar ceremony, our Hero Dog Awards. Beth, I love Hooch. We all have to remember Hooch. So talk a little bit about Hooch and all of his drool. 
Oh, my goodness. What I love about Hero Dog Awards, a lot of the times they are just ordinary rescue dogs who have done extraordinary things. Most of them are, a lot of them, most of them are rescues. They come from shelters or they were found abandoned on the side of the road. Hooch is uh, one of my favorites, and he was obviously a favorite to America because he was the one who was crowned the Hero Dog last award show. Mm-hmm. And how many pounds do you think Hooch is? How can we describe <laughs> this Hooch? Matt, at least 100 pounds. He's massive. He's massive. And what's so heartbreaking is his owner, his person, instead of owner, I like to mm-hmm. say his person. person. Mm-hmm. His person, Zach, what a wonderful guy, was going through some personal issues at the time that he went to the shelter to rescue a dog. He felt that he needed a purpose and he was coming off of some hard times. So he went to the shelter and he immediately was drawn to this big buffoon of a dog. Mm -hmm. And he noticed that, and I remember he told me the story that the person at the shelter who was working at the shelter that day said, you know what, this dog is having a lot of problems. He's not eating. He was really skinny. He was having a lot of time drinking. And so Zach went over to him and got closer and closer. And they all soon realized that Hooch did not have a tongue. Mm-hmm. And the way that, so it makes me want to cry. Somebody very cruelly ripped out his tongue, cut his tongue out. I don't know how somebody does something like that or why they do, mm-hmm. but it happened. And so this poor dog was unable to eat or drink on his own. And imme- I think immediately Zach said, this is the one I want to take home. So he fed him by hand, morsel after morsel of food constantly. He, mm-hmm. I think he was putting water in his mouth by cupping water and putting it into his mouth. He became the purpose of Zach's world. And in turn, because of Hooch, Zach became sober. He had a whole life's mission to save this dog. And correct me if I'm going off with the story, but that was the heart of the story from what I remember. Absolutely. And I remember hearing the story when I first landed in L.A. for the Hero Dog Awards. And to be with this dog and his spirit and to see the connection and bond that he and Zach had, it just was so inspiring and so beautiful. And I felt that this hooch, not only did Zach save hooch, but they saved each other. Who rescued who, who is what I say. And I feel like they rescued each other. And it was truly a magical bond and so rewarding for Hooch to have won that award. Oh, so rewarding. And Zach's life was truly changed by Hooch. And I think Hooch, too, had he been adopted by some other people, he may not have may not have made it. Uh, no way. You no know? way. Because he, he has definitely required special needs, special handling, and nobody ever thought that his tongue was cut out. Zach took him to the vet and said, what's going on with this dog and the tongue is gone. The vet vet had never seen that before, but that's the kind of cruelty that us humans, horrible humans, can do to animals. It was I just don't understand it. I'll never understand how a human can hurt an animal. We have um, one of our six resident cats. Two of them are blind. The one was born blind, but Mm -hmm. Bella my first blind cat, we soon learned after adopting her that somebody had speared her eyes out. It wasn't born with, with her blindness. So she was able to see, and somebody took that away from her. Every time I look at her, it breaks my heart. But when she's sitting there, she's so full of life and so full of forgiveness that I think we have to learn from our animals. Oh, I think you said it right there in the nutshell. We have to learn from our animals. Bella's full of forgiveness. Amazing. Amazing. I don't know how they can, but they do. They yeah, I don't know either. Do it. I don't know either. And speaking of forgiveness, one of my 
favorite dogs of all time was Harley, the puppy oh, mill survivor. Bless, rest in peace, beautiful Harley. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I think it's just such a great message, too, that you share. You know, adopt, don't shop. Go to your, your local shelters and, and try to find your forever, you know, loving, give a forever loving home to these wonderful companions. Harley was a little chihuahua with one eye. I mean, my goodness, what a terrible practice they have in these puppy mills where they spray down these crates with these animals still in them with the power washers and yep and that's how she lost her eye it's devastating and disgusting where people treat these animals in such inhumane ways in cages never a lot of times never feeling the human touch all for the sake of profit and Mm -hmm. it's just not fair that these little souls are sitting in these cages they're being power washed to the point where eyes are being pushed out of their little heads. I mean, and that was Harley's story. And so when Harley's adopter came and, and adopted her, she ended up using Harley as a role model. She shared Harley's story through her work with hospitals and also with schools. And the message that Harley has, she's reached so many people. And that was, again, a beautiful, beautiful story. And I have to think that Harley, rest, she did pass away last year, mm-hmm. but her memory, her last memory was being loved and being treated like the queen that she was and adored and fed and sleeping in bed with her person. And that's how we wish all of our animals could finish up the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Well, now we're down at the Hero Dog Awards to 24 a semi-finalist for the seven categories. So it's really exciting to have America vote on their top dog in these categories. Boy, in September, we'll all meet, meet again for another amazing round. What's your favorite, fondest memory of your time with the Hero Dog Awards? I think it's being backstage with Jamie Denton, who is my co-host, my fabulous friend Jamie, who is extraordinary. And the two of us backstage, we get to spend a lot of times the dogs are lined up, ready to go on stage. And those moments, connecting and bonding and kissing, in my case, I'm I'm on the floor kissing them with my Mm -hmm. makeup running all over my face. And Uh it's really my favorite parts of the, the entire show is that I get that individual time with these hero dogs. And I also have to say, that I'm backstage and I'm bawling because they're just so inspiring and it's the stories are just just incredible and there's never a dry eye in the building never um, my makeup artist has to literally stand in the backstage with me and as soon as I'm about to go on they have to completely touch up my makeup because I'm crying hysterically and I wonder if people notice that when I come out on stage I was that I have (laughs) runny makeup you always look beautiful You always oh, look beautiful. You, you too. Oh, well, I have to say, you know, uh, there's so many stories that you share of saving animals and rescuing animals, and you're such an inspiration to us all because you do, you practice what you preach. Your home is full of kitties right now, and you really are using your voice to find forever loving homes. Any advice for our listeners to on what they can do to get involved to help save animal lives? Well, I say if you ever, if you're thinking about adopting, definitely go to your local shelter because you're saving two lives. You're saving the life that you're going to adopt, of course, and you're Mm -hmm. opening up space for somebody else to come in. So if you ever have thought about adding a furry friend to your family, go to your local shelter. I promise you your new love is just sitting there waiting to love you back. I love that. New love sitting there waiting to love you back. So true. 
Well, Beth, this has been just one of my favorite episodes of our new show, Loving Animals. I can't thank you enough for your spirit, for your energy, for all you do to make a better world, and uh, and your husband, too, for being such a supportive spouse. You know, not all spouses allow us to bring all these animals into our houses, <laughs> and so it's really nice to have, have a partner in Rescue Toon. So thank you both for what you do. Thank you, Robin. I really appreciate you and all that you do, too, and I feel honored to be a part of Hero Dog Awards yet again. And I'm going to have to go along log on to the website to take a look at all the contenders and cast my vote. Absolutely, but have your tissues ready because there's some tearjerkers in there. Aw, I can't wait. (laughs) That's great. How special to hear from one of America's biggest supporters and passionate animal lover, Beth Stern. Beth is always a joy to chat with, and she truly has one of the most compassionate hearts for animals that I've ever seen. She certainly can teach all of us a thing or two about how to treat our world's special creatures. Just like Beth, I'm loving animals today and every day, and I hope you are too. Join us next week for another incredible episode of Loving Animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.